following message is from the North Shore Christian Centre MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about North Shore Christian Centre is available at www.nscc.org.au. Wow, you must, now I see you're all like uh, overhauled vehicles now. The oil is coming to your body now. Now you, if you, I see you all free right now. Learn to sing and dance for the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says joy of the Lord is not a weakness. It's our strength. Keep the joy. Then no, you don't need any antidepressive pills in your life. Jesus said, my joy I give to you. The joy I give, no one can take it away. Your husband can't take away your joy. Your wife can't take it away. Your father-in-law, your mother-in-law, nobody can take away the joy which Jesus gave. Can you hear an amen? The joy I gave, no one can take away. Keep the joy in your life. Somebody who's joyful, you're a contagious man. You import joy wherever you go. Sit with the gloomy people, you become gloomy too. You don't come to church to be gloomy. You come to church to sing and worship and be joyful. Can you hear an amen? My Bible never says there is fullness of gloom and depression in the presence of the Lord. My Bible says the fullness of joy in the presence of the Lord. Can you hear an amen to this? And you come to the church, you come to the presence of God. The psalmist never said, I was sad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. But I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Can you hear an amen? You know, gladness, gladness, joyfulness is a birthright of a child of God. Hallelujah. Come what may, learn to smile. Come what may, keep the joy in your heart and nobody can defeat you. A man who is joyful, nobody can defeat them. Can you hear an amen to this? Oh, Rambo, it's all easy for you. That's why you can be joyful. You don't know what I went through. Really? Really? Okay, let me tell you my story. Then you'll know whether, whether I have a right to be sad or you have a right to be sad. Let's talk about it. Come on, turn your Bible with me to Matthew chapter 13, please. Matthew chapter 13. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter 13, verse 45. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, say with me, one of great value. Come on, everybody should say one of great value. Okay. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had. Everybody say everything. Say everything. Okay. When he found one of great value, he went and sold everything he had and bought it. The title of today's preaching will be Everything for One. Everything for One. The Bible says that here Jesus talks of the kingdom of heaven. He said the kingdom of heaven is like a pearl merchant seeking for the finest pearls. There was a pearl merchant who had all the fine pearls with him. You know, he was the authority for all the pearls. If anybody would talk about the pearls, people would say, go to this guy. He's got all the best pearls in the world with him. He had the collection of all the best pearls in the world. And he was so satisfied, so happy. I got the best. I got all the best things of my life. One day someone walked up to him and said, hey, do you know? There is a pearl which you've never seen, which you don't have. 
He didn't believe it. How can there be any pearl which I have never seen? He didn't believe it. Then he went to see. When he saw the pearl, he was amazed to see that that one pearl that he saw was so beautiful compared to all the other pearls he had with him. But then he wanted to buy the one pearl. Then he asked the people, I want to buy the pearl. And when they quoted the price, he was shocked to hear it. Because the price of that one pearl was equivalent to all the pearls he gathered in his lifetime put together. He was left with the choice whether to go for the one pearl or hold on to the pearls he had for his lifetime. Then he decided, let me go. I want to have the finest pearl. Then he went home. He started collecting all the pearls that he gathered, working all his lifetime. And people asked him, why are you gathering all the pearls? He said, I'm going to sell all these pearls. They said, for what? He said, if I sell all these, I'm going to get that one pearl. People said, are you crazy? This is your lifetime saving man. You worked all your life to gather these pearls. And you want to give up all the pearls of a lifetime for the sake of one pearl? You should be a fool. But this man knew the value of that one pearl. So he sold everything and got one. Everything for one. Say with me, everything for one. Say with me, everything for one. He sold everything for one. Just imagine when he comes home, his whole house, everywhere, there were pearls were put everywhere. And now he comes home, the whole house is empty and only one pearl still sits in the house. People think it was crazy. And Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a pearl merchant seeking for the finest of the pearls. When he found one pearl of great value, he sold Everything he had to get that one pearl. Say with me again. Everything for one. Hallelujah. This is an amazing story. Amazing word. My life is exactly like this. I learned one thing about Jesus is this. If you want the kingdom. You, got one, you want to get one thing about the kingdom. You better give up everything else. Everything for one. Can you hear an amen to this? Everything for one. You know, yesterday I told you my, a little of my life story. I have my friends here who know my life story. They've seen me from my younger days. I thank God, you know, I don't know how many of you Australians know about Hinduism, my religion in India. You know, Hinduism uh, says, you know, Hindu, the, the Indian society is uh, divided based on something called as the caste system. In some countries, the society is divided based on the color of the skin. But in, in India, it's divided based on the caste system. In India, we have four castes. The Hindu religion says that from the head of God came a group of people called as Brahmins. And these people, Brahmins, are the only people who are eligible to be the priests in the temple. Not all priests are not all Brahmins are priests, but only Brahmins can be priests. So the Hinduism says, from the head of God came a group of people called Brahmins, and from shoulders of God came another group of people called the kings and the rulers. Then from the waist of God came another group of people called business community, and from the feet of God came the last group of people called as the untouchables. This is how. 
society divided in India, even now, in the 21st century, still the society is divided in the caste system. Even now, in many places, people of one caste would not marry the person from other caste. Even now, the caste system is valued and respected, and people follow it. If you break the caste system, you have done the biggest crime of your life. And I was born in the top class of a Brahmin. That is the head of God that came Brahmins according to Hinduism. I was born in the top class. And I thank God I'm born in a, in a financially well-to-do family. My father was a professor and head of the department of English in the university. My dad was known as the authority for English. And I have my, my mom was a, a tutor in one of the popular English institutions in my city. And I have an older brother, younger sister. My brother and his wife are professors in English. My younger sister, husband, are professors in English. My whole family is English department. Only I did a course called as BE. That means bad English. That means Bachelor of Engineering. I'm the only one odd man out of the family. So I was born in this family. And when I was a, yeah, when I was a little kid, my grandmother, that's my dad's mom, she saw that I was a man who was more interested in the religious things. And so when I was a nine-year-old boy, my grandma took me to a priest, a Hindu priest, and she introduced me to him and said, said to him, this is my grandson, second guy, and he is the most religious than anybody else, and I want you to bring him up in every religious way of ours. And then she told me, Rambabus, listen to me, son. You are a Brahmin, not by accident. You are a very good man in the previous birth. That's why in this birth, you are born as a Brahmin. Because Hinduism believes in reincarnation. She told me, you were a very good man in the previous birth. That's why you are born as a Brahmin. She told me, you know, Rambabu, in the olden days in India, the kings would always say, we cannot see God, but we can see a Brahmin. So they used to say, Brahmano Mama Devata in Sanskrit. That means Brahmin is our God. They used to worship Brahmins thinking if they worship a Brahmin, they worship God. We can't see God, we can't see Brahmin. So my grandma told me, you are a Brahmin, that means you are God. So from the age of nine, I had, a revel I had the realization that brought in by my grandmother that I am God. And then I went to my priest and started learning because of the sharpness I had. I could learn all the rituals, all the chanting just like that. By the time I reached the 11 years of age, I could do the rituals in all the temple all by myself. And I, was a, I became a priest in two temples. By the age of 11, I could stand in the temple, do all the rituals. Hundreds of devotees would come. And people would uh, take me to their, their homes, make me sit on, my, on a chair, put my feet on a platter. They wash my feet with water and take the water like holy water, sprinkle on their head and say, If Rambabu comes, God comes to our house. I was a god in many houses. And there is a certain time when they used to have this festival. During this festival time, what they do is they, they, they bring a big wooden chariot. And on the top of the chariot, they put the idol up on the top of the chariot. And then they tie ropes to the chariot. And hundreds of devotees would pull the chariot. And when they would do that... I would be standing on the top of the chariot doing all the rituals. People would come, touch my feet and take my blessing. People would tell my parents, what a blessed people you are to have a son like this. 
And you know, any function in my family's Rambabu has to come, they would wait for me. So I would grew up like this. Everywhere I was treated as God. I was God himself. People would touch my feet. People would wash my feet. People would stand up when I come. Even, I mean, people, 55, 60 year old people would stand up when I come, wash my feet as 11 year old boy because of my background. So as I grew up, I had so many things in my life which were my pearls. Born in a wealthy family, born in a highly educated family, and respected as God, worshipped as God, highly intelligent. I was very good in my studies. In every way, there was everything for which, about which I could boast about. My dad was so proud of me. This is the guy. This is the guy. So, you know, he's going to bring, you know, he's going to bring honor to the family's name. This is the man. Because of him, I will be known. Highly respected. But then I started growing up. I started growing up with this feeling of hatred toward Christianity. I had friends of mine who were anti-Christian group, Hindu fanatics. And they told me, Rambabu, Christianity is a Western religion. And Jesus Christ is a Western God. And they told me, we should never allow the spread of Christianity in India. They said to me, you know, Christianity is a, they convert the people by force, they pressurize the people, convert them by pressure. So we should never allow the Christianity to spread. So I grew up with a hatred for Christianity, hatred for Jesus Christ. For me, Jesus was a God of low caste people. And Jesus is a Western God. And Christianity is a Western religion that has to be destroyed. I grew up like that. I remember in my school days, the Gideons would come and distribute New Testaments. And the OM people would come and sell the New Testaments. Operation Mobilization, whether you know it or not. You know, they would sell it. So when they would come and give the New Testament Gideons, I would go and take a New Testament from them. Because I was, as a boy, everywhere I went, I went with a big long mark, red mark on my forehead. To show I'm a Hindu. I would take a New Testament from them. And they would be so happy seeing a boy with a big mark is asking for the Bible. They would give me the Bible. I would take the Bible and, told them, and tell them, can you wait for five minutes? As I would wait for a few minutes, I would go to a nearby shop, buy kerosene. And come back and take the New Testament, dip it deep in kerosene. And light with a matchstick. And the Bible was burning. I used to throw the burning Bible up. Enjoying to see the color of the Christian's faces changing. And clapping my hands and telling them, if your God is alive, let him stop his book from being burnt. Hated Jesus with all my heart. Burned the Bibles, tore the Bibles. I used to stand in front of churches, spit and speak filthy words about Jesus Christ. You men name the filthy word, I would use the word about Jesus Christ. I hated Jesus with all my heart. But my dad was a secular man. He said, no, no, Rambabu, all gods are one. You are not supposed to talk like this about the religions. I said, no way. There's only one religion, my religion. No other religion. I hated Jesus so much with all my heart. Then, was, when I, then I studied, I came up. Then I joined my engineering. I was very sharp in my studies. And, you know, every evening I had to go to my coaching classes in the evening. So every evening as I go to my coaching classes... I had to pass in front of a church building. The church building was right. You know, the main, there was a road like this. And the church building was right on the main road. And I had to pass in front of the church building. Every evening. So one evening, I'm going to my classes. 
As I'm going to my classes, I saw in the church compound a Christian meeting going on. Around 100 people, 150 people were there. They were all clapping and singing. I was so mad at them. I stopped my bike and spat on the ground and said, another religious conversion meeting happening there. I went to my classes. I finished my class, coming back. The meeting is still going on. I saw the meeting. A wicked thought came in my heart. I thought, why shouldn't I go inside and disrupt that meeting? I took my bike, went inside the church. I put the bike in a corner. I picked a few stones and went into the church, sat in the last row. To add to my anger, the preacher was a white man. For me, Christianity was a white man's religion. And to add to my anger, the preacher was a white man. So I picked a few stones and sat there and said, look, another white man has come to change the religion of my country into white man's religion. And sat in the last row with stones in my hands. The preacher was preaching. I would not listen to what the preacher preached. I took stones, started throwing at this girl and that girl to disrupt the meeting. I never heard what the preacher preached. I was throwing stones at the people. At the end, the preacher said like this, shall we all stand up? Everybody stood up. And then he said, let's pray. And everybody, everybody got quiet. When everybody got quiet, I got scared. If I move, they will know I'm the only guy who moved. So I got quiet too. And the preacher began to say like this. He said, Jesus Christ is the living God. And because he's alive today, whatever he did 2,000 years ago, he can do it even today. He said, what is impossible to man is possible with Jesus Christ. What is impossible to doctors can become possible with Jesus Christ. All hope might have gone. Come to Jesus. He will give you new hope. When I heard that, I was mad at him. How dare this white fellow to come and say what no one can do, their God will do. I finished church was over. I went straight from meeting to a friend of mine. He was a Muslim. He had a younger sister. She was a mute girl. She was not deaf, only mute. She could not even utter a single sound from her mouth. Only air would come out. She can't even say, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Only, only air would come out of her. They took her to different cities, India, Bombay, Bangalore, and they did some surgeries, and then they did some, so many speech therapies, everything they did, but nothing could help the girl. Then when the medicine could not help the girl, they took her to all the Islamic holy places. Nothing happened. They asked for my advice, took her to all the Hindu temples. Nothing happened. So I went to my friend and said, hey, his name is Moinuddin. He said, hey, Moinuddin, a Christian fool has come to our town. And he says that what no one can do, that Jesus can do. I said, tomorrow, let's take your sister to the meeting. Have, so have some fun making fun of Jesus Christ. My friend said, okay, let's go. So next evening, we go. My friend, myself, with my friend's sister, we go to the church. First time in my life, I'm entering the church publicly. Previous night, I came quietly, stealthily, went back quietly. First time I entered the church publicly. As I enter the church, many people recognize me because my family is one of the, one of the highly respected families in the city. They said, hey, Rambabu came to church. And they held my hand, pulled me by force, put me in the front row. When you sit in the front row, you are stuck, man. Even a monkey should behave a better gentleman than the British man. Here I'm sitting in the front row, 
first time ever not knowing what's happening where am i and you know first time ever i'm going to church i see them suddenly they stand up suddenly they sit down when they were sitting i'm standing when they were standing i'm sitting it was like mr bean going to church i had no clue where i was what's happening i didn't know what's happening and they sat there the preacher began to preach this white man and he preached some strange and weird things he said all have sinned and so we all need to be punished by god but god loved us so much he didn't want to punish us but he became a man and he came to the earth and he died on the cross saying you sinned but i'll take the punishment he took our punishment he carried our sin our sickness our curse our poverty he shed his blood he died he was buried and after 3 days he rose again from the dead when i heard that i was shocked because as a hindu i believed the principle called karma karma is whatever you did in the previous birth the consequence of it you suffer in this birth whatever you do in this birth the consequence you suffer in the next birth the vicious cycle goes on and on and on it's called karma according to hinduism even gods could not escape their karma they had to suffer for what they have done here is a new teaching i did wrong and jesus suffered for me and how can somebody suffer for my wrong doing this is a strange thing the white man is speaking then he finished preaching he said give a salvation call if anybody want to give the life to jesus come forward i didn't know what is giving life to jesus i didn't go forward then he said if anybody want healing come forward took the girl ran forward the preacher prayed for that girl nothing happened she wasn't healed he said don't get discouraged young man come back tomorrow again you know that's why i tell the people if you're not healed on day 1 come on day 2 you're not healed on day 2 come on day 3 you're not here on day 3 come on day 4 keep coming until you get what you want from jesus don't give up can hear an amen to this <laughs> hallelujah don't ever give up on jesus so next day again they told me come back that was the last day of the meeting i said okay i'll give you one more chance and tomorrow is a final day of fun so i decided all my own plans how to disrupt the meeting how to mock jesus what to do i planned everything and again i go on the meeting again the christians bought me put me in the front row again again i'm stuck in the front row frozen again the preacher preached the message of jesus christ and again salvation call i didn't go forward again healing prayer i took the girl went forward again and the preacher asked me young man do you believe that jesus christ can heal your sister i nodded my head simply uh, he laid hands upon that girl he said in the name of jesus you mute spirit come out i was so angry how dare this white man to say this girl has a spirit in her in the name of jesus you mute spirit come out speak in the name of jesus he prayed and then he said to the girl sister say Jesus and the mute muslim girl opened her mouth said Jesus come on you need to give a big clap for Jesus you got to give a big clap for Jesus the preacher said 
Look, man, your sister is talking. I went to her and asked her, say your name Khatija? She said, Khatija. When I heard the mute girl speaking, I became mute. I always say this to my wife. I said to my, I tell my wife, Jesus opened her mouth and shut mine. I was so shocked. Can you imagine? I knew her from childhood. She was a mute girl speaking right in front of my eyes. And the preacher cut my hand, this white man, and said, young man, Jesus can not only heal your sickness, he can deliver you from all your habits and addictions. All that you got to say is just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. That's all. He said, Jesus won't change your name. He'll change your life. You know, if you guys, anybody have a call or anybody want, ever would like to go to India to preach, want to tell you clearly, you have to make this one statement. Jesus will not change your name. He'll change your life. Because in India, this is a wrong notion because many, many Hindus, when they come to Christ, first thing the pastors there do is they change their name into a Christian name. If I'm Ram Babu, I have to come become a robot. Some name, Christian name, we have to get it. You know, they, they change it. So when this man said that, Jesus won't change your name, will change your life. I looked at him, Ooh, what, do you know about, what do you know about my life, I thought. I just shook him off. I went back home. I couldn't sleep that night. I'm tossing on the bed. I was a 16-year-old boy, 20th century, scientific age. How can miracles happen? My gods failed. My friends' gods failed. How can this Jesus, whom I hated the most, do the miracle? And what is his new teaching that I did wrong and Jesus suffered for me? Is what I heard from childhood is true, that the wrong I committed, I got to suffer? Or is this true, that I did wrong, he suffered? As the proof of what the man preached is true, here is a mute girl speaking right before my eyes. I'm tossing on the bed. I'm tossing on the bed. All of a sudden, my whole room began to change. My whole room began to become brighter and brighter and brighter, brighter and brighter. And as the light started shining brighter and brighter, I didn't know what was happening. I started crying. Tears flowing down my eyes and all the dirty things I've done in my life coming before my eyes, my pictures, I'm crying and crying. And, you know, as I was crying, the light became brighter and brighter. I clearly felt somebody coming and standing right by my side. I did not see him, but I knew another man was right by my side. When this person came and stood by my side, something happened to me. I began to weep like a baby, crying and crying and crying, not knowing why I was crying. At that time, I was crying. I remember what the preacher said. Somebody telling me, say what the preacher said. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. As a Brahmin, I knew chantings. I did not know prayer. The only prayer I knew is what the preacher taught me saying, Lord Jesus, forgive me. The word came back to me again. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. He's here I'm crying and crying and crying. I opened my mouth and said, Lord Jesus, forgive me. When I said that, something burst in my heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I kept crying, Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, forgive me. Two hours, the only prayer I prayed is, Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, forgive me. I didn't know any other prayer. I cried, I was crying and crying and crying. 
two hours I was crying and crying. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, forgive me. I was seeing myself burning the Bibles. I was seeing myself tearing the Bibles. I was seeing my life. I'm crying. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, forgive me. I was so tired of crying. I slept. Morning, got up. Rushed to the college. To my college, I was going on my bike. As I was going to my college, something new in my heart. As though a stone has gone from my heart, I'm flying in the air. What is this feeling? I didn't know what was it. I went to the college and my friends were smoking. I was a chain smoker. My friend offered me a cigarette. I said, no. I went to the classroom and said, wait a minute. Why did I say no to cigarette? The peace, you know, I didn't know it's called peace. It's so beautiful inside. I thought if I open my mouth, the beautiful thing will go out of my mouth. So I just quiet, shut my mouth, enjoying the beautiful feeling right inside of my heart. And then evening came. My friends used to go to the pub and drink in the evening. And evening came, no desire to go to drink. Now I started getting scared. What happened to me? Till yesterday I was doing all this. Today I'm not doing it. Something gone wrong with my life. Then I thought, let me see if that girl is speaking. I went to see her. The girl was speaking beautifully. I met her as coming back. As I was coming back, I met some, Christian, some young Christian friends. They stopped me. Hey, stop, stop. One guy was my classmate. He was a born-again guy. I would speak filthy words about him in the college. He would read the Bible in the bus stop. He would read the Bible in the class. I would speak filthy words about him. He stopped me. Say, Rambabu, yesterday you saw a miracle in the church. What do you say about it? I said, forget what happened to that girl. Tell me what happened to me. Hallelujah. I said, why I cried like that? What is that light that shines in my room like that? Who, who, who's the person that came and stood by my side? And why I'm unable to do the things I did till yesterday? It's not that, John, it's not that I didn't want to do. I could not do. If you would have put a cigarette between, in, in, in my fingers, it would have gone flying. You know, it's not that I didn't want. I could not. I just could not. They told me, Rambabu, you hated Jesus. We loved you. You always talked about previous birth, next birth, previous birth, next birth. My friends told me, yesterday in your house, you said, when you said, Lord Jesus, forgive me, you had a second birth. It's called born again. And then they showed me a scripture saying, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, everything shall become new. And all these new things are from God who re oh, reconciled you to your himself, overlooking all your trespasses and given you ministry of reconciliation. I read it. I said, wow, this is true, man. One night, one prayer. Jesus, forgive me. My life changed. I said, Jesus, today I know you gave your life for me. I gave my life to you. Jan 21st, 1983, I accept Jesus as my Lord, my Lord and Savior. He changed my life. For some time, my parents were very happy because, you know, I was a very violent man and I used to, you know, go with my friends and do all kinds of things and come back at 3 a.m. home. I was a troublemaker for the family also. I was a, a, a typical rebellious teenage boy. Rebel, all the time rebel in the house. And so now, I gave my life to Jesus. I come back early by 6 p.m. home. I begin to study. I begin to, you know, become a quiet boy. 
my parents were happy but then when i refused to worship any other god i said i worship only jesus then i had the problem my whole relatives came together they said to me are you a fool they said only failures follow jesus what do you lack man you are born in a wealthy family highly educated family you are a god and you are highly intelligent you don't have any addictions any habits you are not a failure you are you, you lack nothing everything you have is only positive like a pearl merchant everything i had was so many pearls in my life but why do you want to leave all this to follow jesus then all the senior brahmins told me you should be a fool they said if you follow jesus who will worship you as god who will wash your feet who will call you god i looked at my dad and said dad i don't know all that dad i know only one thing once upon a time i was in a religion where disciples washed the feet of the guru but today i follow your guru who washed the feet of disciples hallelujah i said i rather wash others feet then allow others to wash my feet then my dad said get out and they made a rule saying nobody would take me to their homes nobody should give me food and i was thrown out of the house no christian background no godfathers no church no christian books no cds nobody to encourage nobody all that is 16 year old boy with a bicycle thrown out of the house with the bible in the hand that's all i had nothing else in my hand and i had a passion to tell about jesus so i we had a group of young people the oldest fellow was 19 year old boy so they prayed for me i got back to the holy spirit so i was speaking in tongues and then you know i used to take my bicycle go to villages in and around my hometown to preach i had to take my bicycle go pedaling 20 kilometers stand under a tree you know preach about jesus come back 20 kilometers again 40 kilometers cycling hungry no food to eat no home to go or go to the train station drink stomach full of water sleep in the train station you know if you are born in a poor family you can sleep in the st- easily in the train station with the ro- with the homeless people i am born in a wealthy home and sleeping in the train station with all the homeless people my dad's friends would come and see me i would try to hide my face from them they would look and say fool fool who is this jesus man but jesus you left everything just say no to jesus go back enjoy all that you want i knew one thing there was hunger inside here the physical hunger but more than that there was hunger in my spirit that i want to know jesus i want to know this jesus i want to tell about this jesus i was head over heels in love with jesus christ i remember 9 days 10 days i would go to preach and now without food i would go and somebody would give me 1 rupee somebody would give me a little money i you know i would come back with that one rupee is like as one cent you know i would come back home my hometown when i pay that one cent i would get four rice cakes we call idlis four they get four rice cakes they would put in newspaper with the four rice cakes and pour chutney on it the paper newspaper is to tear and in nine days had no food first time i'm eating small rice cakes of nine days i would sit on the dirty roadside dirty roadside eating and i would say to myself hey rambo today you are eating this idlis on the roadside but a day will come you will preach the gospel all over the world because i had seen the scripture that said when the holy spirit comes upon you you will see far above you will be witness in jerusalem judea samaria to the most parts of the earth 
I said, Lord, I received the Holy Spirit. I must be a witness all over the world. Hallelujah. I took the word as it is. I took the Bible as it is. I'm telling you, John, it's crazy. You know, one day I was reading the Bible. I came to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, where it said, These signs shall follow them that believe. They will lay hands upon sick, they shall recover. I read it. I said, Woo! You know, I'm an engineer. My profession, I made columns. These signs shall follow them that believe. I said, condition number one, fulfilled, I believe. And number two, I shall lay hands upon you, they shall recover. I read it, I'm telling you, my nature. When I read something in the Bible, I will not think even one minute without doing it. I'll just go and do it. I read the Bible. The Lord, I looked at my hand. So when I lay my hands, they will recover. I closed the Bible. I walked out of my place, went to my neighbor's house and knocked the door. He opened the door. He asked me, what do you want? I asked him, is there anybody sick in your house? He asked me, why? He said, I want to lay hands upon them. They'll recover. He looked at me like a madman. Then he said, yeah, my wife has stomach pain. I went and laid hands on her and came. Out of 40 minutes, he came and told me, stomach pain is gone. I'm telling you, I tested the word of God. I preached and I proved the word of God. When I turned 18, John, my dad called me home. I was so happy. I got a call from home. I'm going to meet my mom and dad. I rushed to my home. My dad said to me, Rambabu, I am divided in the inheritance. Your brother got his share. Now your share is left. I'll give you my, my share in the sense, a house, a land, and you know a lot of financial thing coming up. Mind you, at the time I was sleeping in train station, I was sleeping. They said, your brother got his share now. I'm giving your share, Rambabu. Your share is there. You're 18 now. I'll give you your share. But on one condition, say no to Jesus. Say no to Jesus, you'll get your share. My mommy looked at me and said, Rambabu, think carefully, son. Think carefully. I said, Mama, think. I already thought about it. I'm saying yes to Jesus and no to property. Hallelujah. My dad put a document in front of me and says, sign it that you will never ask for your share. I'm telling you before God, I took a pen and I signed the document in this fashion. I never had one drop of tear in my eyes. I signed joyfully. I put the pen. I was walking out. Mama, my mom held my hands and crying. Mom is mom anytime. My mom was crying. She said, son, your brother's got everything. What do you have? I said, mama, my brother got a property, but I got Jesus. Hallelujah. I said to my mom, mom, property cannot bring Jesus, but Jesus can give you property. Hallelujah. I walked out of the house with the Bible in my hand, nothing else. I'm telling you, brother and sister, God began to bless me. As I begin to go preaching in the villages, many times I was beaten up, thrown out. You know, my friend sitting here, Joel, he knows my story. He's been he's seen it with his own eyes, all that happened in my life. How my dad would come to, my people would come to beat me up. I was run away from there, you know, when they would come to chase me out. I remember once, uh, I know, then in the year 94, I got married. The Lord blessed me with a beautiful wife. And then God, after God blessed with a wonderful son called Ankit. Our son's name is Ankit. And when a few days, sometime back, uh, my wife, my son, myself, and Francis, when my son was a little boy, we went to uh, preach in one town. We had a big meeting in a big auditorium. 
and many people getting saved and healed. So a lot of non-Christians started coming to the meeting to get saved. That aggravated the anti-Christian groups. So one evening, I'm preaching. I'm leading the worship. Worship is going on. And before I could recognize what's happening, 200 anti-Christian groups came running inside. And before I could realize what's happening, they held my, they held my feet. They pulled me down from the stage. I fell down. 200 of them surrounded me. They put their shoes on my body from head to toe all over, pinned me down to the floor. And one fellow sat down, held my hair, lifted it up, and said, you are a Brahmin preaching about Jesus. Are you not ashamed? I said, no. Will you stop preaching or not? I said, I will not stop preaching. 200 people started kicking me all over. Everywhere. One fellow went up on the stage. He took a mic stand. He wanted to crack my skull open. He brought the mic stand back on my head. A friend of mine saw, pushed me. I escaped in a whisker. And Francis took my wife and son to safety, seeing what's happening. When my friend saw these fellows wanted to kill me, they took me to a room in the same auditorium, put me there, stood outside. And when this happened, there were some British people also with me. You know, they put me, all my friends standing outside. Ramabu, don't go, don't go. I'm sitting inside the place with my tongue cut, my lips cut. I was bleeding all over, my shirt torn, everywhere, swellings on the body, bleeding all over. And when these guys saw they could not get me, they broke our projectors, they broke our PS system, they broke chairs, everything, and they went away. I'm sitting inside, bleeding, my tongue swore, lips swore, blood all over my shirt, spilled out. I could not sit there. I pushed everybody, came back. There were 40 people there still in the auditorium. Everything, all the chairs, everything broken up. No PA, everything is gone. I was bleeding. I stood there without PA. I preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I gave a call for salvation. 26 people gave their life to Jesus Christ. I went down, laid hands on the people, blind saw, deaf heard, cripple walked, miracles happened. That night I couldn't sleep. I could not sleep this side because my wrist was fractured. I could not sleep this side, my two ribs were broken. I could not sleep on the back, I had blood clots all over my back. I'm lying down, face down. My wife and Francis are playing ointments on the wounds. The devil said to me, what did you get for following Jesus Rambav? What did you get? You're going too fast. Devil said, you're going too fast. Either stop or slow down. I said, devil, stop or slow down? I said, Rambo's spiritual car has no brakes and no reverse gear. It can go only forward. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, devil, you broke my body into nine parts. I'm going to increase the of the ministry nine times more. Not nine, 900 times increase the of the ministry. In two days, I was healed Every bone was healed without going to doctor miraculously. All the bones were healed. I was up preaching the gospel in another city. And I came back from my meeting. I finished, came back, my hometown. My church was waiting with the fireworks. And they gave me a big shield and said, He overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. What are the testimony? And did not count his life dear to him. And that was the day I was given name Rambo. Yeah, this is Rambo. One man army went and bought and came back. One fought and came back. From there, God began to bless me, lift me up. And today, by the grace of God, I have gone to 41 nations preaching the gospel to multitudes. Today, our ministry is the largest evangelistic ministry in the whole of nation of India with hundreds and thousands of people filling every evening. In, we are 
plundering north india for the gospel of jesus christ with amazing miracles healings creative miracles happening great things happening and for the glory of god i say this my mom recently went to be with the lord she died as a born again child of god hallelujah and my dad is born again my younger sister is born again my elder brother is almost on the way to the lord and my dad's younger sister son is a pastor hallelujah you know i i i love the scripture i i i love what the bible says in the in the in the epistle of Mar, in, in the in the gospel of mark chapter 10 i i just love the scripture it's uh, it it always encourages me whenever i read the scripture and jesus said you know you know whoever left their father mother brother sister for my sake and the kingdom of god's sake you will receive hundredfold fathers mothers brothers sisters houses with persecution in this life and life to come everlasting life you know i was thrown out no home no father no mother no brother no sister but today in 41 nations i have homes fathers mothers brothers sisters who love me what do i lack man hallelujah can you imagine being in a boy being born somewhere in india in australia i have friends who love me that's jesus i left everything for one everything for one i'm telling you if you think what you're holding on to is the greatest in your life you are a fool you never tasted jesus Thanks for listening to this message from the North Shore Christian Centre Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at www.nscc.org.au. Through our website, you can keep up to date with what's happening in the life of our church in Chatswood, New South Wales, as well as accessing other free resource materials. 